Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here. And today, I'm telling you, don't put your kids online. Now, you know, there is a reason here why I don't post personal pictures and videos of those close to me. Aside from the fact that my day job makes me a target globally, it's honestly none of the data miners business. Now, unless you know me personally, the world basically just doesn't have information that I don't want anybody to have online, specifically the Facebooks and the data miners of the world. Maybe I'm gay. Maybe I'm straight. Maybe I have seven kids. Maybe I'm Nick Cannon. I don't know. Maybe I have no kids. I think that's the way it should be. Now, Whatever my family makeup is or your family makeup is, everyone in your life should have the right to basically make informed decisions about what they do and do not want to have put online. Now, I understand the desire to share, and honestly, I think people can do what they want, and I know that people are going to disagree with me, but hear me out here. Hear me out, and let's have an informed discussion about this. Just don't put your kids online, and here's why. Now, what sparked this for me was a recent article in NBC News by Morgan Sung that really underscores my logic here. Now, first things first, let's listen to Kodai Elisa's story, and I believe I am pronouncing her name correctly. And again, this is coming from NBC News. Now, during the early months of the coronavirus pandemic, Kodai Elise started posting what she described as, quote, normal mom quarantine content, end quote, on TikTok. Now, Ms. Elise, a cosmetic tattoo artist, said, quote, she really doesn't uh, want, she really wasn't on social media prior to this, so she barely had any followers. Now, because her videos weren't getting many views, she doesn't. She didn't think it was a big deal to have a public account to showcase her family's life during the lockdown, with many of these videos featuring her and her daughter just dancing around their house. But the overwhelming response to one of her first viral videos convinced her to take her kids offline entirely. Now, the video started with Kodai's then five-year-old daughter. She swapped places with Kodai to the beat of music and with basically a clever edit appeared to transform into her mother within few hours this video had over 6 million views and her TikTok following grew to 100,000 that week. Now, her comments, basically, that she got on the video, many of which revolved around her daughter's appearance, quote-unquote, horrified her. Quote, I remember that one of the top comments on it was, wait, no, I like the first one better. Now, I continue to quote, I made the choice that day. I removed every video of them. I wiped them from the internet. I knew she, my daughter, didn't have a say that her face was being shown to that many people. Yes, exactly. And if you have a public account, you don't know who is watching. You don't know how viral it will go. And you also don't know who's going to make a copy of that video that has your five-year-old in it. Now, a growing collective of creators like Kodai Elise are pushing parents to take similar precautions when they make content about kids. And honestly, better late than never. Now, many in this movement argue that children can't consent to being online and they may not have a choice growing up in the spotlight. That's not an argument. That is a straight-up fact. If you go viral, yes, your kids cannot consent. You are the legal guardian for them. Publicly documenting a child's life can also have safety concerns. Think about all the predators. The internet is a crazy place. We are seeing a lot of political extremism right here, right now. Not to mention, we have predators. We have dark web. We have a whole bunch of different things that basically are, are, are just terrifying on the internet. And now we are exposing our children uh, basically to this by our own consent, our own will, our own desire. And as social media usership increases, especially on platforms like TikTok, which is a surveillance app for the Chinese government, 
government first. I've done a million videos and podcasts and on my radio show about that. Go read that. The potential viewership of every single video is essentially limitless. Going viral, whether it's intentional or unintentional, is not uncommon. Now, According to Sarah Adams, who's a creator who runs the TikTok account Mom Uncharted, they post videos about the ethics of parents' content that revolves around children. And I quote Sarah Adams, children don't know about social media. They don't know that their images are being blasted worldwide to billions of people, many of whom are predatory towards children. They don't know their lives are going to basically their images are going to live on together. Yes, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is exactly what I mean. Now, on top of the situation with predators, there's also the psychological considerations to think about. And for that, we turn to Lindsay Cooley, Cooley, excuse me, a licensed clinical child psychologist, also in NBC News. And she said that kids can be, <coughs> excuse me, and I quote, conditioned to know that when the phone is out, they should be behaving in a certain way. I think what we're going to see is a lot of fracturing of identity on some level where kids will be even more disjointed when it comes to who they are. Now, if family vloggers depend on uh, basically the, their content for financial stability, teenagers who may not want to participate anymore may not actually have a choice. Now, adults whose formative years on top of that, meaning younger adults, Basically, their formative years were shared online, may never grow out of experience experiencing a so-called invisible audience. This audience basically is also described as the imaginary audience, and this term refers to the adolescent belief that others are paying attention to them and scrutinizing their behavior, meaning you are always acting to conform to what you think is this invisible audience in your head, and you're behaving in a specific way, not true to yourself. Now, most people grow out of this as they grow into their sense of self. But Cooley hypothesizes that those who are, quote, used to being on stage all the time and, quote, will struggle to break out of this. Quote, people are not always watching us, but when we grow up, when we literally have people watching us, that's going to change. That's going to lead to a heightened sense of anxiety, of a felt sense of pressure from the world around us to perform and maybe be something we're not. In other words, you technically don't have this societal pressure, but you're feeling it anyway because of how you grew up. Now, some creators grew up being watched online and are beginning to speak out about their childhood. Some allege that being so prominently featured on their parents' social media accounts have affected them negatively. Well, yeah, of course. Now, look... I understand the difference between posting a family picture on Facebook versus trying to make your kid a star on TikTok or accidentally going viral when you don't want to. But hear me out here, because aside from putting your kids into privately held biometric databases, aka facial recognition, thank you very much, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera, and also having them data mined. Basically, that need to perform that Cooley was talking about is still there since phones are omnipresent in a way they've never been before. It's different than when, like, mom or dad used to whip out the old camera at a birthday party or use a camera, like, ten times a year, and that was about it. And it stayed in a family photo album. You know, your friends would come over or your relatives would come over and they'd look at the photo album or the slideshow. Now we're blasting it to the internet and we're showing everybody constantly, every single day, we have a camera with us. And the addiction to social media is there on top of the desire to overshare. It's not healthy for anyone. So I think you should not be putting your kids online. I think we really need to curtail this. I don't think it should be right. Now, I understand a lot of you are going to do this. I understand a lot of you are going to disagree. But you can't say you didn't understand the facts here. So please, if you're going to be putting your kids online, don't try to make them go viral. 
don't try to make them like 80s television stars because all of them turned into like crackheads or went off the rails in some way or the other. Just let them develop as they are. And when they are old enough to understand the ramifications of having their privacy basically exposed over and over and over again, then that's cool if they understand it and want to do that. And if not, it's totally fine. And studies have shown that kids that are off social media until the age of 19 are vastly more well-adjusted, less instances of suicide or depression, less instances of self-cutting, less instances of negativity mentally in their life. This all adds up. There's longitudinal studies on this. This is just the next round of it as parents are starting to realize the damage they are potentially doing to their kids. So don't do it. Can't say you haven't been told. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP, where you won't see anything about anything in my life except for me and what I do and what I, what I like to talk about. Same with YouTube. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private, both you and your kids. Thanks, everyone.